my desktop as well as on YouTube because this also lives at as a um, this also lives as a podcast. So it lives as a podcast on Creative Mind. It lives as a YouTube show on YouTube. This is the first time I'm doing this show live. I do see there are a couple of people that have joined into are watching it. So feel free to say hi. I don't know how this is going to turn out. Um, if you know what it's going to be like completely, because normally this show lasts oh not half hour to an hour, um, and I normally part of why I decided to do it live this time is because I've been. I'm trying to figure out the workflow of how to do it with recording it and doing the podcast version and having good audio for both. And I was matching up the audio onto the video and it was kind of a process and it wasn't actually matching perfectly. So I'd have to do this weird finagling to make it match perfectly. But then I was like, why don't I just try it live? That way the video portion is matched, it's done. I don't have to think about it. And then the audio portion that I'm playing that I do on Creative Mind will work itself out. But um, that's kind of why I'm doing it live. So if you have any questions about that, feel free to chime in, uh, let me know. Um, there's a few things before we jump in. So we're gonna talk about The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, episode uh, five, Truth was the, the name of the title. We're gonna talk about that. Hey, Zachary, thanks for checking in, um, uh, letting me know you're here. and. We're going to talk about that, but first, this show is not, you know, this show is kind of like a, there's usually a show like the Falcon and the Winter Soldier that's the vehicle to produce this show, the MCU after show, because there's been the series of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. However, this is also a place to talk about the greater MCU. Hey, James, what's going on? Um, if you want to ask me something about the MCU, what my thoughts are, feel free to ask in the comment in the, in the chat function. But we're just going to talk about you know, the Falcon Winter Soldier, and this is also a place to talk about just the MCU as a whole. So there's a f the two things I want to talk about right out the gate um, before we get into breaking down the show Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, and that is, so Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings trailer dropped, um, which is another MCU show coming up. I watched it, um, and to be honest... I was underwhelmed on this first iteration of the trailer, like this first um, version. I'm completely stoked to see the movie, to watch it. Completely stoked. I'm, I know I'm, there's no chance that I'm not going to watch it or anything. But this first trailer, I was like, they didn't really tell me anything enough for me as a avid MCU fan. They didn't show me what more this movie is going to offer. They just showed, okay, this is going to be uh, reminiscent. There were two things that right away I noticed in the trailer, um, which was feels like the matrix. And that makes sense because the director of photography worked on the matrix is working on this. So there's that element going on. Um, I didn't write down the name of the person, but then also definitely this crouching tiger, hidden dragon vibe with the wire work that they're doing, which will be interesting. So, Visually, there were some references there, um, which seemed like predictable to me. Like I expected those things to happen, um, but they didn't show me anything in the trailer that really made me go, "Oh, this is the this is the other layer of information they're gonna give us." Like, you know, a lot of movies like Ant Man, um, and Ant Man is like a heist movie, right? You have um, Captain America: Winter Soldier is a espionage thriller. You have, you know, 
Ragnarok, which is like a buddy comedy. So it's like there's these layers, and I don't really know what this the the layer that Shang Chi and the Ten Rings is gonna bring us, other than just kind of an action packed comic book movie. I hope there's something different um, about it. Obviously, there's a lot of references to that, like um, Chinese action movies and kung fu movies and those things, but. For me, that's not enough. I need I need something more than that because that's super predictable. I hope that I hope they have something more, and I'm sure they will because, as we know, with the MCU, they release trailers in a way that they give you like the action. They kind of give us the action trailer and, and showed us the characters, but then they're gonna give us the trailer that's heavier on jokes, you know. And then so I imagine they'll give us the trailer that hopefully, if if there is another layer to this movie, they'll give us that trailer where you'll be like, oh, this is what else they're telling us in this uh, movie. The only movie, personally, so one of my, I don't know, this is polarizing, but one of my least favorite of the MCUs is Black Panther um, because I felt like they didn't give us enough what else is this movie. It just felt like a comic book movie. Um, but maybe I need to watch it again. I did only watch that one once. Maybe I'll give it another shot um, and see because I love Black Panther. I love Chadwick Boseman. I love the characters. I love all the characters they had in the movie. Um, there's a lot to the movie, but I just didn't feel like when I watched it, it didn't feel like they gave me that extra layer of unexpected, um, what I've the unexpected what I've come to appreciate about the MCU. They didn't give me that. Um, so, but it's one I, one thing I learned. Um, by watching, you know, I've been doing all, I, there's a couple of places online. Like I like to check out, I check out the John Campia show, the YouTube show. I check out, these are all YouTube shows. I check out new rock stars. I check out, um, the Rob core, um, comic books explained. And I, I can't remember. He, he renamed his second channel. It used to be called pop culture explained, but anyways, all three, I've, I've been able to take in some content from all three of those in the span of time. This show right now that I'm recording is coming out a little later than I like, than I thought it would, but it doesn't really matter because it gives me a chance to hear what other people have to say and learn a few things that I didn't know. And one of those things was this um, short called All Hail the King, which references the Mandarin from Iron Man 3. Um and that whole slat slattery or like the actor, you know, Ben Kingsley, who played played this role of like the fake Mandarin. And then they introduced the Ten Rings then, but I didn't never saw this short. So I, I checked it out. I found it online. It was really not difficult, but it, there was no like um, just straight American release of it. It seems like it was released with the UK version of of Thor three of Thor, not three, the Dark World. Um, or something, but anyways, I, I missed it. I just, you know, someone that's a pretty, you know, tries to keep up on what's going on with the MCU and things. I, I just totally missed it. But so I checked it out. So that was like this introduction to the 10 rings in a lot of ways. Um, and what's going on there. And, and so I don't know, I just wanted to point that out. But the reason I brought these two things, up, these two things up seem significant to me because we are coming up on the last episode of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And there's going to be a reveal of some kind. We, we need to learn who the power broker is. That's a big reveal we're, we're still waiting on. But then, you know, where's the connecting threads of the rest of the MCU? Um, obviously, there's um, the Black Widow kind of movie and something going on there, which is closely related to Falcon and Winter Soldier because it's like the military wing of the MCU. 
Whereas WandaVision was like the mystical, the kind of wizards and kind of side of the MCU. Whereas Falcon and the Winter Soldier is related to the military side, the government side of the MCU, which is Black Widow falls in clearly. And then are they going to, because they introduced this um, trailer for Shang-Chi, are they setting up the audience to say, don't be as surprised if we connect the dots now, if we start to connect Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings to Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Um, so let's get on to the main part of this show, which is talking about episode five of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which was titled Truth. Um, before we do that, I just want to remind anybody um, and everybody that you know you can support this channel by jumping on the super chats, doing that thing, hitting the um, applause for on the videos. And then of course, Patreon, patreon.com slash the Zim. And because I'm kind of doing stuff a little different, I like to give shout outs to all the current Patreon supporters. So I'm gonna do that real quick. We got Anthony Saya, Mark Delagdalo, James Steele, Barry M, Bart Nupnu, uh, Brandon Smith, Matthew Bacher, Rowan Chamberlain, and Michael Knapp are all the current Patreon supporters. Thanks so much for your support. Um, I really appreciate it. All right, let's get in. Let's get back into this show, shall we? I like the way I like to design this show is um, I like to talk about each character. I go down the list of the prominent characters that were in the episode because usually themes and ideas of the entire show come up when I talk about each character. Just a way to make it a little bit different for me um, doing this show than maybe the way other people do it. I didn't have any overarching themes that I wrote down that don't necessarily relate to one character, but I do want to stress again why I think this show is so good. And it's like, it's forcing us, if we if we want to pay attention, it's forcing us to confront, you know, issues that are current within our society right now from like racism is a big thing that they're clearly talking about in this show. Um, huge and, and hopefully it's giving a lot of people a moment to reflect on and think about i mean they brought up when when well we'll talk about isaiah later I'll, I'll save this for when we talk about isaiah um but yeah they're bringing up stuff and then the other idea that they're really addressing which i think is super important is the kind of concept of mental health has been a theme every episode seems to address something about mental health and there was a great great sequence um, in this episode about mental health was it something that I think is super important that we destigmatize stigma you know like we make more um, you know normalized is mental health and talking about mental health and dealing with it ourselves and being comfortable um, you know talking about it to each other and just the idea and mentioning things like I go to therapy and not have it be something like oh what's wrong with you it's like when you go to the gym and you're working out you know, people, the first thing they don't, they don't say is like, what's wrong with you? They say, good job for working out. Why can't it be the same thing about your brain? I mean, it should be the same thing. It's like, eat, we have to take care of each part of our body. We have to eat right. We have to diet. We have to exercise. You know, we have to take care of the brain is another piece of the body that needs to be taken care of. So therapy and mental health, super important and should never be made. You sh no one should ever be made feel bad for, um, for working on that part of their of their being and this show is opening up this idea to a lot of people not i mean it's a, it's addressing it and hopefully people are reflecting on it and saying you know this is this is something worth 
talking about in a in a show like this where it's you know action and fun and MCU stuff. Um, they're giving us real real content to contemplate, which is what I think one of the things that's making this show so good. And the other thing is the characters, and it's kind of you know character development, which was this episode. Okay, there's here's an overarching kind of theme of this episode when I was talking last week about, you know, I hope they bring, you know, last week's episode, episode four was super action packed, probably the most action packed of all the episodes. And then I was like, you know, I really hope they bring it down again and kind of get back to this character place rather than the constant action. And I, I thought they would, I kind of predicted that they would do that. And that's exactly what they did. They kind of went back to the formula they've been using, which is give the audience some kind of action sequence at the beginning and then kind of, ride it out into characters like we're, we're developing characters we're getting letting the audience know more and more about these characters so that when they do show up in a, a feature a major moment we know more about them we, we can bring a lot more to their characters um um <clears throat> thanks danny for chiming in um danny says mental health and all the issues within are always stigmatized in a negative light yeah i agree I think we're, I, I believe we're getting, um, we are becoming enlightened that doesn't need to be that way as a society. More and more people like our gener, or I don't know how old you are, but you know, younger generations and more people are being okay where my parents' generation, it was way more stigmatized. But I think as we move along, it's becoming more apparent that it's okay to talk about. All right. And speaking of like mental health in a lot of ways, I think Sam, this episode, I really feel like was Sam's episode in a lot of ways. I mean, a lot of them, Sam seems to be kind of the p top of the pyramid character of of the show. I mean, it's the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But um, I really feel like the Falcon is maybe the the most important, obviously, because of this relationship of Captain America. Is he going to become the the next Captain America? That's the big question. Like, is he really going to take on that mantle? What does that mean? Um, um, I just remember there's another character we have to talk about. I'm going to write down. Actually, a lot of people got some screen time this this uh, episode. So there's kind of like a good amount of people to talk about. Um, so I really felt like this was Sam's episode. I love the journey that he's going through with, with figuring out like who he is and who he wants to be. And I love how grounded, like how wise of a character he is, you know? And like um, the, the the scene, I think maybe my favorite sequence talking about mental health was when he's talking to Bucky and it's, um, he's telling him Bucky to like, you know, to make amends. It's really about how can he be of service to the other people that he, he needs, not just like, you know, what he said, avenge things and do what, the way he phrased it in the show, but to actually make like amends by offering service to bringing closure for people. Um, and so I, I really, that was probably one of, that was probably my favorite sequence was that conversation they had um, in that, in that kind of moment. Um, one thing to point, so here's a thing to point out. So I've been, one of the things I've loved the most about this show is how cinematic it feels how like uh, it doesn't feel like a TV show. It feels more cinematic. Like everything feels really on point. This, and I've been mentioning that every episode, this episode actually, there were some, for me, so a kink in the armor of this kind of feeling cinematic the whole time. And I watched it, I did watch it twice just to double check to make sure I felt the same way. 
Um, well, I try to watch them twice anyway, at least before I do this show. But I was particularly looking for one moments that happened that I was like, you know, I wasn't so sure. And where it came in was I really think um, it was a poor choice to use the guitar lines in the soundtrack. I know you might be thinking like, what is it, Zim? You're talking about the soundtrack? Um, and yes, I am talking about the soundtrack. And when they got to where Sam lives, um, his home, and they got to the boat sequence, they were using this guitar vibe that in the soundtrack that that pulled me out of the, the movie because it felt like public domain kind of, it didn't feel as thought out. You know, it felt like stuff that we could find when we're producing our own videos and stuff and we want to put a soundtrack on and we have access to YouTube's, I don't know, music library that we can use as public, you know, copyright free music. It really didn't feel like it had the quality that most, the rest of the show has had is the, the way the soundtrack was in that in that section. And I really wish they would not have used the guitar. They I think they used, they needed to go either um, full into um, that vibe, like make it like, like they did that one section where they had this kind of like Zydeco band vibe. That was like, it, was, it wasn't a soundtracky thing. It was like a, a band music. They, sh they needed to go that direction or they needed to just get rid of that guitar lick and just have it be the pat the other sounds that were in inside of it and it it showed up in a couple of places and it kind of took me out of the show and I just felt like it it lowered the overall quality of this particular episode but not to say lowered it from super high to okay you know <laughs> so there there it was but um so that was the thing that I was thinking about let's um so the the part with um Bucky. So another thing about Sam before we move off Sam, and I'll probably come back around to it. Um, it was interesting the way they kind of edited the sequences of so Sam and Bucky are doing their little catch with the the disc, and um, it was interesting that they did that sequence, and Sam didn't seem to have a problem catching the shield, but then when he, they did their tra the training montage, he was struggling, and was it just because he was like trying to throw it harder or what? I don't know. It just seemed like the, maybe the editing was a little bit funny in that section, but I don't know. That was an interesting kind of thing that I noticed. Um, and then moving to the beginning. So we'll talk about Bucky as well. Why was it, why was John Walker able to like really put up a fight against two Sam and Bucky? Like we have a super soldier. We have the winter soldier who's been doing this for a hundred years. And we have Sam who's not a super soldier, but it's two against one at least. And he's, they're clearly showing he has skills with the, the wingsuit. Like he knows how to use the wingsuit to, um, recognize that he isn't a super soldier. So he needs to use other things. Like he uses the jetpack to accelerate his punches and do different things. And like, he does, he like spins around with the wings open and trips, trips, um, John Walker. But, and I guess it was all just designed for, um, the show just to have a, a decent action sequence at the beginning. But I really felt like John Walker shouldn't have been able to put up as much of a fight as he was able to. Um, because, you know, like it took even Captain America, like as he progressed years, he progressed through the show to get to how strong he ended up being with the super serum and stuff. And John Walker j basically just got the super serum and, and he's already able to keep up with 
with Bucky and and Sam. I did I don't know. That just didn't quite make a lot of sense to me. I didn't get it, but I I guess I get it for the the idea of they needed a a solid action sequence for the beginning of the show. Um, and you know, notice they they found a way to knock um, Bucky out. You know, for a minute with his arm getting like you know I don't know needed a reset, and so. So it was just like a non-super soldier versus. So I don't know. It was just an. It was an. It just didn't seem like it. It should have played out the way it did, but but it did. Um, but I actually, you know, with Bucky, I um, there's nothing else I, I really want to add today about Bucky. Um, I it's the, his main point. His main kind of the biggest moment for me was that his realization of what he needs to do to not to kind of fully let go of the winter soldier like the winter soldier is still inside of him because he's still having these nightmares and when he had the conversation with sam that seems to be the paramount point of when he's um gonna you know that what what's gonna happen in this last episode he's probably gonna you know have a conversation with the old man from the beginning the first episode and that'll be the point where he really starts to let go of of the winter soldier in a, in a way um to to fully heal from that in a way, um, which brings me somebody like um, John Campia, the John Campia show said this concept of like, what if the white wolf becomes his moniker moving forward versus um, the winter soldier? Like what if he, he like totally, they totally take the winter soldier out of how they describe him, even in like show titles and things. And they call him the white wolf. Um, that could be interesting for John. So John Walker, interesting story arc that's going on with him. Um, well, who's the actor? Wyatt. I don't know his last name. I can't remember his last name, but I'm, you know, they're doing a really good job of making this somebody that we want to just not like, and he's acting, he's, his acting, I, I think his acting is on point, like props to him for how he's, you know, making this person, somebody unlikable, like all the way. It's like, we didn't like him from the moment he showed up on screen and they just keep giving us these little like yeah here's another reason not to like him without being super well they are blatant now for, by him killing somebody just in in broad daylight you know it's like okay he's super unlikable now but but even just little things like he his his ability un, inability to keep his cool during the the hearing and i get you know of course he's a, been a military officer his whole life and now he's you know losing his pension and all this stuff because of this action um so there's that and then there's you know, him lying to um, Battlestar's uh, parents for saying, like, who killed him. It's like, you know, who, of course I would, you know, not let the person that killed him get away. And he did, though. It's like he just, his rage just took over. And it's just interesting how he's, like, not able to totally control himself right now. And it's it's been an interesting arc and a journey as this character it'll be interesting to see where it goes obviously i mean we know from the comics he becomes u.s agent there's there's a whole bunch of information he, there's a connection with him and the power broker in the comics i don't know if they'll make that connection here and that in this show but there's also this connection with um thunderbolt ross um and you know that whole thing which leads us into we'll jump into this new character that showed up in this show which was kind of like a oh my gosh you know julie louis dreyfus is in this 
in the MCU as Contessa Valentine, somebody I had no idea who was. I didn't even catch. I was so confused when she got on the screen because I'm not honestly a huge comic book fan. Like, I didn't know. I don't know all the things about the comic book. I'm an MCU fan. And so if, if they haven't introduced a character in the MCU and explained them, I'm just like everybody else that doesn't know anything <laughs> and going like, who are these? But luckily I, I do do the YouTube thing and found out a little bit more about her just because the places that I listen to talk about her. And she is a re she is a character that's connected with like the government arm of the MCU. Um, she was called like, uh, was it like lady Hydra or Madam Hydra for a minute where she was playing this double agent role. So the, the the immediate thought was like, is this the power broker? That was kind of like, is she the power broker? Because she came on strong, right? She was like not not messing around, and and then and then, but then I was like, ah, I'm really still kind of. And then right after that scene, they had the scene with um, Sharon Sharon Carter, and so they maintained this kind of authoritarian, you know, you know, figure of Sharon Carter, which. There, I just have a hard. I'm still not off the train that Sharon Carter is the power broker. Um, I still think that's a possibility. I mean, some people think like the the Shang Chi and the Ten Rings, the the main baddies, and like the Ten Rings are associated as the power brokers or something. And that's why they introduced the 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 trailer that we talked about earlier. But um, you know, that's gonna be a thing. But I don't know. I don't. I don't see that. To be honest, I see. I see them just saying, you know, eventually saying Sharon Carter's the power broker. That just feels like what's going to happen. I just don't understand the why she chose that path completely. Like I get she's bitter and I get they set up the that in the um in a like the episode that she showed up in was like the third episode, I think, or maybe the second. But um but I get they set that up that she's bitter and she's frustrated, but I don't know, somebody that's willing to help out like Captain America. And then, I don't know, it just seems they, they have some explaining to do for me. They definitely have some explaining to do. Um, but we're talking about Contessa right now. And um, so it's interesting to see how she develops. I think there's theories out there that she's connected with like Thunderbolt Ross. And I think that, that makes sense to me. Like she's basically recruiting the, helping recruit the Thunderbolts. And by saying, you know, I know the government said you're not allowed, but we have this, we have this other thing under the radar that we're building that we want you to be a part of. Um, so don't, you know, don't worry, you know, kind of thing that, that kind of the Thunderbolts are like a kind of a, not an anti Avengers group, but they're just kind of like the misfits in a way. And they're just, it's an interesting idea because which we'll talk about, well, I'll just save it until we talk about Zemo, but going down my list, I really love they brought back Isaiah and told that story like I was like and told us more about that information. Like I was saying at the beginning, they brought up more of this kind of racism and racial issues. And they're, you know, obviously Sam being in the in the show is, you know, you're always reminded of this idea with the Captain America relationship, Sam, and that was going on. But they really are driving it home with this conversation whenever they talk to Isaiah and the interesting part about it too is like it's not so indifferent than the society we live in right now and what has happened to black Americans in terms of being experimented on 
and things like that. There was there's like real real world repercussions of like these ideas that they're bringing up and they're just making him like comic book superhero but there's a lay there's a, a very clear you know connection with what has happened in our own society you know as well and so if if we're willing to think about it and talk about it i think it's important and it and they're helping us they're helping us realize these things within the show and the isaiah character is one of those characters that's really allowing us giving us the opportunity to, to reflect on on this whole situation which i think is important and i'm i'm really enjoying and i really I, I hope we get to learn a lot more about isaiah i hope there's something more they kind of i feel like they kind of they gave us a lot this last episode and they gave us they really drove home like he has no interest in being exposed and being like, like there's he wants to be dead like he wants to just remain behind the scenes and just but there'd be i'd like to see more about him it while i was watching that sequence the thing i thought of was a potential series like a disney plus series on him as like you know we it wouldn't be necessarily a happy ending but there could be it would be an interesting to to talk about the other soldiers that he fought with and that whole kind of um idea there could be an interesting show to make around that i don't know if they would do that but that could be an interesting spin-off idea like this you know obviously a not flashbacks not the right word but it's you know it's outside of the timeline but it, it'd be interesting to talk about and then um sarah had a had a lot in this issue in this episode um sam's sister <clears throat> i think i love her as a grounding presence in the show like this really brings the human element to the show in a lot of ways she's not a super she's not a superhero in any ways but she um you know, she brings this really grounded presence to the ep to the episodes and the show as a whole, which I really appreciate. And then, of course, the whole I don't what were they was the the flirting between her and Bucky like what were they trying to tell us there? Are they is there actually going to be something there or is that just a joke? Was that just complete joke or is there actually something that Bucky's like this this I need somebody like this in my life like a real grounded person? I don't know. I don't know that that was an interesting decision funny and and cute and all that stuff and gave it a bit of you know obviously that mcu comic relief but um interesting choice there um carly didn't have much in this episode uh they um you know showed her kind of like they really drove home that she's kind of no no turning back it's like she said it in the episode haven't you heard we are the criminals you know when they were talking with Batroc, um so she didn't have much because what real this this episode really wasn't about her um we'll probably definitely see more of her in the next episode because of the we're climax time it's gonna be all out cra craziness which will be interesting um we got Batroc the leaper showed up again which is cool i'm glad he's like coming back reoccurring character interesting um and, and you know the relation there it's curious to see like so sharon carter hired rehired him to work do this job for carly i don't know it's, it, i don't get maybe i'm missed something but so if batrock knows where carly is and sharon wants carly why didn't they just get her that way does does sharon know that all the super serum has been destroyed 
I don't know. Interesting. There's so I don't know if that there, there there's something within that kind of relationship that I'm not quite clear on yet. Hopefully it'll become clear because who is Sharon is you know, if Sharon is the power broker and she's totally like, I don't care anymore about anything from my past life, like the relationship with Captain America, Sam and Bucky, why would she send Batrock after, you know, to help Carly, who's also in that sequence wanting to basically kill Sam, you know? So, so does Sharon just like not care about anybody anymore and just is all about herself and, and surviving that way? I don't know. That's an interesting thing that that I just it just didn't quite all the pieces there's there's missing pieces in that whole sequence that I'm not sure about that I'll be interested to you know hopefully we'll discover in the last episode Zemo he um you know obviously another character that didn't have much this time but he got you know taken by the um Dora Milaje is that how you pronounce it Dora Milaje Dora Milaje um Duru Milaj, I don't know, but um, uh, he got taken to the raft. They said, and I think that was an an important um, you know, exposition. They they wanted to tell us, they wanted to remind us of the raft, of the the prison that they all went to. That Thunderbolt Ross kind of was running in a way, because it all the dots are all starting to connect to this like Thunderbolts idea, because in the comics you know, Zemo actually kind of led the Thunderbolts or something or was part of it. Um, they have on the raft already, we know, well, we we can only speculate that the Abomination's over there. So there's that person. We now have, um, I'm sure John Walker's gonna get over there from what I mentioned about Contessa, um, Val, you know, and I, I just feel like they're building, they're setting us up to have some kind of team up in this other kind of way um so that'll be interesting to see what develops there and then the last person i wanted to talk about today was is torres because i didn't know this until i heard it online but that sequence where he takes the wings from bucky i mean from sam so the wings are destroyed he takes the wings from sam sam and then when sam they they kind of it was a pretty deliberate moment where he Torres goes, what about the wings? And Sam goes, you keep them. And they like frame Sam because in the comics, it turns out Torres becomes the Falcon. Um, and maybe they're just implying that to fans. Maybe that was just fan service, or maybe that's actually going to happen. I don't know. It feels like the character is, is kind of a throwaway character. It doesn't feel like he's going to show up a lot more. So I, I don't, I don't get the sense that they cast somebody that they want to be a lead character like that, but maybe they, maybe they do, maybe they like it. Um, but that also brings me to like, well, if, like, where's this, what's in this, what's in the box, you know? And it seems like a pretty, the box that the Wakandans gave, you know, Bucky said, I, I still need a favor from you guys or want a favor. And it, my thought right away, I was like, Oh, he was, he's going to ask for, uh, was not animantium, but, vibranium wings he's gonna ask for vibranium wings for for sam and that's what i think's in the box but then another thought i had was maybe which doesn't make sense for the shape of the box but maybe they built him a new shield that's not a captain america shield it's like okay we understand that this this shield means something because it belonged to steve rogers here is a shield for you or maybe it's both i don't know 
uh, maybe it's wings and a shield because I guess, I don't know. It really, what I've heard online as well, there, it feels like this potential of, you know, Bucky taking on the mantle of Captain America, or not Bucky, um, Sam actually is going to take on the mantle of Captain America and be Captain America. Um, like the end of the show is going to, that's going to be kind of one of the reveals is that he is Captain America, which brings me to this last little part that I'm going to wrap it up with, which is um, kind of, well, not only, I want to talk about a little bit about expectations. This is what I'm talking about now is expectations for the last episode. We know it's going to, there's going to be an all out battle of something. It's going to be, it's going to be action packed awesomeness. Um, but what are they going to tell us? What are they going to reveal to us? We're going to get revealed what entity is behind all this that hopefully we'll get a sense of who the power broker is maybe they won't maybe they won't tell us yet um because you know there's this little idea that this falcon and winter soldier may become a a series where it's this is not the only edition of it it may continue on um because of how they're applying for awards for the show or for emmy awards I don't know if you heard about this yet, but, you know, they're not applying under the limited series. They're applying under like a continuing series. And so, and it was just happened like today. So there's an idea stirring out there now that maybe this is a continuation. So maybe it's like the continuation is it becomes Captain America and the Winter Soldier again, or like Captain America and what I mentioned earlier and the White Wolf. If Bucky is able to say, like, I am no longer the Winter Soldier because of this, what Sam and Bucky have been working, like what Sam helped him work through. Like, you need to give service to these people. You need to, you know, find a way to do that and not just kind of, you know, get revenge in a way um, or avenge or how it's interesting that they chose to use the word avenge there. Um, but uh, so maybe they'll call it, you know, Captain America and the White Wolf will be the new name of the show or something like that. Um, interesting to think about what they're going to reveal to us uh, and how it's going to connect to possibly Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings, how it's going to connect to what, we, what we'll end up seeing in uh, the Black Widow movie. And if there's, there's a connection there, uh, interesting to, to remember those kind of things. But, um, but yeah, so that's it for today. Thanks, guys, for hanging out. If uh, it looks like there's a couple of you on the stream listening to me ramble on about the MCU, if you have any thoughts you want to drop into the questions you want to ask me about anything about the MCU, um, feel free to do it. I'll, I'll I'll see if you're interested for a few minutes here. But we pretty much covered it, and um, thanks a lot for listening. I'll just remind you while you're thinking about it, if you want to ask me anything. Um, this this show appears on YouTube, but it's also a podcast. It'll be on. Um, creative mind podcast and the link to it if you'd rather just subscribe to the podcast you could um, the link to it is in the description of the youtube video and of course if you're listening to it on the podcast right now and you want to comment about something you want to make you want to say like zim i think you're crazy i don't think you know what you're talking about you could jump over to the youtube side youtube.com slash the zim video and um, post a comment but it doesn't look like anybody that's watching right now has anything they want to add or ask a question about. So I'm going to sign out. Thanks a lot for listening. Thanks a lot for being here. And um, catch up with you again next week. Uh, it'll be, I try to do these on Sunday. This last week I was really busy and 
combination of busy and just lots of things. So I couldn't get to it until now. It's Wednesday, um, but cool. Thanks, James. See you. Um, appreciate it. And I appreciate your guys' support. All right. Till next time, be loving, kind, and patient.